We're going to turn first to those proposals to change the benefits and accommodation for Ukrainian people seeking temporary protection in Ireland. Tig, to you first, what's the proposal here and uh, what's the response been so far? Let's start with some of the detail of it, the proposal, at least for anyone who's missed it. Yeah, so the proposal is, is that um, essentially the state will now be moved to time limit the amount of, the amount of time uh, Ukrainians, uh, new arrivals uh, spend in state accommodation and also they'll be cutting down the amount of um, the payments they get from 200, around 20, 220 euro a week to 38.80 a week. Um, so this ban initially sort of it came to cabinet a couple of weeks ago. There was sort of a bit of a uh, bit of backlash over it. It wasn't sort of fully all done together. Roger Gorman came with the proposal to time limited but then there's sort of need the government sort of there was cabinet talk at cabinet about sort of having a more wrapped around approach and taking take in all the elements rather than just being focused on accommodation first so they, they brought in the welfare element so the plan is is it, it's likely to come in in late January it requires a bit of legislation to to, to get through the doll first so we're not going to see it before Christmas um so we're, we're likely to see the end end of January early February uh, before this this comes in and the sort of the hope from from Roger Gorman speaking earlier today is that this will sort of help stop uh, the sort of or not stop but sort of stem the flow of of Ukrainians coming to Ireland um he's sort of move, making it uh, using the language saying it's it's moving us into line with our with European with European um other European member states uh, so that's you know changing our offering slightly to make sure that we're in line with everyone else. Um, uh, we're we're sort of a, we're sort of, the reaction has been sort of happy enough. I mean, like Sinn Fein this afternoon uh, came out sort of asking where would people go after these ninety days are up. Um, you know, generally just questions that's what really was asking. So the sort of you know will they move into you know uh, rental accommodation, private rental accommodation. Um, you know, merely mentioned the fact that you know the rental sector at the present is at is at breaking point, um, and the t- the teacher's response response was is that you know uh, people will be able to either access you know the the pledged accommodation that we have they can move into, um, you know maybe the the home of uh, a relative or somebody they know, uh, or you know access the private rental market. Um, so that's that's the sort of proposal as as it lay as it as it lies, and we're likely to see it next year. All right. Okay. Um, Pauline O'Reilly, to you first. Let's look just at at, at the timing of this. Um, it's coming towards the end of the year. Um, as uh, as Tyg says, there the legislation might be expected in January. So, would there be any concern that people seeking to circumvent this might arrive before the legislation is passed, or would you expect the offering to Ukrainians to be changed even in advance of legislation? I mean, it's been on the cards for a couple of months already. I think uh, most people ha- have heard that this is coming down the track. Um, and at the same time, we're, we're not seeing any increase uh, in daily arrivals. It's at about 55 people a day. That's the kind of current numbers. Um, I think it's the right thing to do. Um, it is still allowing people, obviously, to stay uh, in the country, which is is correct under the Temporary um, Protection Directive. Also, People can move between states and, and actually um, Ukrainian people do move between states. So because we because, you know, as members of the of the EU, this is what we've signed up to. And it, it does make more sense to be in line with the rest of the EU. So I think that, you know, about 15,000 of the Ukrainians are in private homes at the moment. Um, and I imagine that that will continue. It's not going to impact on any of those people who are already here. So it's it's simply new arrivals. And um, so I I don't imagine a huge difference in the numbers because, right. as I say, it, it's already been on the cards for so, a couple of months. So spell it out bluntly. Is the intention here 
to slow the flow of people arriving here uh, and to ease some of the pressure that's on accommodation? I mean, we all know that it's it's difficult to find accommodation. And I think that, you know, the state has done an extremely good job in difficult circumstances in finding accommodation um, for 75,000 people in, in state accommodation. And we also knew that it couldn't last forever, that it would be, you know, permanent accommodation that the state is providing. So this is allowing people three months to find their feet, to find work, to find other accommodation. And after that three months, being entitled to the same social welfare as everybody else is entitled to, but also the obligation to try and find accommodation if they but want to stay. But, but I do but think... Being entitled to the, the same social welfare, it, it, in what respect? It, it will be the same as everybody else in the country after that period. So this, this is a... Are the new arrivals not going to come into line with the other people who are seeking asylum, namely that they will get the 38 euro per week plus 75 if they don't have accommodation in it's it, it, the, the 38 euro that uh, sorry the 38 is for the first 90 uh, 90 days now i i i think that you know everything ha- will have to line up after the but after are you the saying that days. after there, the 90 days they'll get the there won't be a d- discrepancy between those who were here before and those who are here now no i just it, I, I just want to be clear yeah. just because what you've said there is is that then they would be entitled to the same social welfare as anyone else. So when the, their, their 90 days runs out, they're not going to go on an increase and go to job seekers benefit, are they? They, they will remain on the 38 euro plus the 75. Look, I, I, I can't, uh, my understanding, my, my understanding is, is it wouldn't be right to, to continue on the 38 forever when you are no longer in the state accommodation. So that that's not the proposal as I understand it. But as you said, um, there's legislation okay. to go through, there's going to be amendments. Um, the the entire purpose under this is to bring us in line with other countries um, and there will be absolute clarity to people coming to the country that this is what's going to happen. And I do think that overall okay. there probably will be a reduction in the numbers coming. I, th- I think that... Is that the desired that effect? I think that that's... Well, that's what happens across the other countries. I know, but that's not what I asked. Is it the desired the effect? Desi- the desired effect is to ensure that we have enough accommodation for those coming to give them what they need for the 90 days in order to find their feet. Oh, and I think it's fair to everybody coming that you don't have this situation where some have accommodation and we're unable to, to provide accommodation for everybody coming. So this is give a person 90 days. It's the right thing to do. Okay, and the next right. person who arrives, give them 90 days. Louise O'Reilly, does uh, Sinn Féin broadly support what's outlined here or what, what concerns do you have if not? It was very worrying today uh, in the Dáil when uh, our party leader Mary Lou Macdonald raised this issue with the Taoiseach and she asked a, a fairly simple question but one which really has been entirely lacking from this government uh, for the, the last nearly two years is do you have a plan? Um, and it was very clear by the time the Taoiseach got to the end of his answer that the answer to that is a very simple no. There is no plan and that is very worrying. So we were originally told nearly two years ago, uh, 22 months ago, whatever, that the government were preparing to host and accommodate 200,000 people. Um, Less than half that number have arrived and that has overwhelmed the system. We were then subsequently told that there would be uh, large, um, large scale buildings refurbished five, six, four, three, any one uh, of a number of them, that never materialised. Um, in fact, there was, there was no, I don't, I don't know that any serious effort was ever made in that regard, to be frank, but it certainly wasn't evident to, to, to anyone looking from the outside anyway, and the, the government haven't provided any info on that. So I suppose the 
the question is a simple one and it's one that no government rep can answer, which is what is the plan? So after 90 days, are people expected to go into emergency accommodation? Because that's where the people in, in my constituency go when they don't have anywhere to live. Are they going to be reaccommodated in uh, some kind of communal setting? Are they to go to the private rented market? And, and in the, in the, the absence the, the, the of that clarity, do you oppose what's outlined today? But we're looking for clarity. We don't know what the government are proposing. They have simply flown a load of kites and we haven't seen the legislation. We haven't had a chance to uh, properly interrogate it. And to be honest, we gave the Taoiseach a chance today to outline the plan and his answer was there isn't a plan. So that is very, very worrying. I mean, we okay, absolutely right. appreciate there is a need to bring uh, certain changes in, to bring us in line. Like, I get that. But what I don't understand is what happens Do you, do you support the principle of that, of coming days. into line with other European countries well, and, that, and, and that reducing was, the That offering. was always going to be inevitable once the, uh, once the duration of the war became apparent. Well, you support, really, you su- do you, su- really do you support the reduction? What's really hard... Because I do need to go to match yeah, no, no, But, but really I just want to get the clarity of... In terms of coming really into... What's really hard to fathom is what people are going to do. So we, let's right, but, say we get uh, the... Uh, so let me finish uh, no, no, this. Yeah, let's yeah, say yeah, we get the legislation well, no, we'll, by the end of January. Okay, we'll come back to that. I know, I just... I do want you to answer the... Where is the accommodation going to come from? So they have failed to produce modular accommodation, failed to produce the to produce the large-scale offerings that they were And you made that point. I want I just want to ask you the question, though. In terms of coming into the line with the rest of Europe, so broadly in principle, you support the reduction of the current benefit that's available to people from Ukraine seeking temporary protection here and bringing it into line with what's available to other asylum seekers. So this is part of the government's package and we haven't seen the other part of it. So you support that bit of it? We have said from the start, we have known that we were going to have to come in line with other European countries. And and I think that was that was fairly obvious. The temporary measures that were put in place, people didn't know how long the war was going to last. So it has lasted now two years and will go on. The other thing right. we need no, to no, do I need though... Because I, well, I, I, I do need... I want to hear from Matt Shannon okay. on this. Um, what do you make of the proposal so far, Matt Shannon? Uh, look, I think that the, the whole Ukrainian response has been framed as a European initiative from the get-go. We have tied in with our European partners and I think uh, I think most people, uh, in essence, looking at this would say, well, why would Ireland be an outlier in terms of this? So I think government has taken steps and, and the Taoiseach did... Uh, represent in the House some weeks ago that there there may have been a perception that there was a certain amount of uh, migratory tourism, for want of a better word, where people who were Ukrainian refugees who were in other European countries were coming here because the benefits were perceived to be better. And we obviously want to give a very coordinated response right across all of those who are looking for international protection. But I think it's only right that, that, that we review uh, the situation. But as the other contributors have outlined, the detail is very sketchy. And I sent on to you tonight, Colin, to your such as the government press release, which is completely misleading uh, regarding what they actually put out today. So uh, I think this is still a work in progress and all of us are going to have to wait to see what the final outputs are going to be. All right. Um, Pauline O'Reilly, it, it, it does come, whether it's whether or not it makes sense, as the government says or not, it does come at a time when the US is stuck on financial aid, Hungary is um, causing doubt about its position on the accession of uh, Ukraine to the European Union. Russia is mounting an offensive at Adyivka. It, 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 it looks perhaps that Ireland is getting Ukraine fatigue on this and, and maybe that comes at an unwelcome time as far as Ukraine might be concerned. I think, I think nobody can doubt the amount of effort that Ireland 
has put in and continues to put in, including Irish people, um, into supporting Ukraine and into supporting Ukrainian people. And we have to ensure that everybody coming is supported equally so that we're not in a situation where we don't have the accommodation for those who are, who are coming. So everybody's Is Ireland going to peg its offering against the minimum that's available in Europe, the maximum that's available in another country, the middle of what's available, this, or the average of all of the above? Th- this is standard, and, and I think that... I know, uh, what no, is the standard well, look, and how is it calculated? Uh, like, what you're, what you're ultimately asking is, is are, we, are we no longer supporting Ukraine? And what I'm saying is, it's absolutely... Um, quite clear that Ireland is doing a huge amount in relation to Ukraine and is continuing to do it. And and this is something that actually supports our ability to bring people in from Ukraine where it's needed. And you've made that point, but the the question I'm asking is is that there are other European countries where there'll be free childcare, where the accommodation offering might be different, but the cash offering, you know, might, might be in and around the same. So in, in Ireland, calculating what it is now offering, is it going to make sure it's at the lower end of the offering, at the middle, at the upper or at an average point? Do you know? It's, it's what Ireland can do. Uh, people are continuing to have, will, will continue to get child benefit. Those coming to the country will get full child benefit. Those coming to the country will get medical cards. So I don't think in anybody's language it can be seen to be something that is not a good and supportive right. offer. But it's something that's realistic two years into okay. a war. Uh, Louis, and Louis, also, Louis long term, we, we do need more accommodation where should for Ireland, everyone. Okay, of where, where should Ireland's offering be? Upper, lower, middle, average? I think we should look at what uh, the, the total you know what what is on offer in other countries in terms of because you're right you know I mean in in the in this country childcare costs are, are incredibly expensive that's not the case in other countries but I the one thing that comes back you know we are in the middle of a housing and accommodation crisis at the moment caused in no small part by government policy and exacerbated by the current government policy and it really beggars belief to me that the government can make an announcement after two meetings, a leader meeting, leadership meeting and then a cabinet meeting and have absolutely no detail right. where, and where, no clarity. What, what, what would you favour? No because plan. If, if Ireland is at the upper end of the offering, there is still, there's still the argument could be made that there's an incentive to come here. If it's at the lower end, it'll disincentivise people potentially. So where do you favour? I think we need to the look at, the, at, the, at why people are leaving Ukraine. You know, they're, they're not looking at a menu of options. They're coming to the, the place where they think they can uh, they can make a life for themselves, where they think they can uh, that okay. they can put down some roots and maybe have a bit of stability. I mean, they, they are fleeing war and I think it's, it's important that we not lose sight of that and lo- not lose sight of the fact that there are many right. people in the system trying to do their best, but they are working with a government that does not have a plan. And, you know, this is, we haven't seen a cohesive or coherent plan right. from this government Ma- Ma- to deal with this issue. And today in the Dáil, we got absolutely nowhere close to that. OK, Matt Shannon, should, is, is it under the, the framework of, of the wrong department, perhaps, or should the Department of Integration uh, have more of an input from housing in order to create a more 
comprehensive, coherent approach. Well, I think the other question is, should the Department of Children be separated out? I think it's very difficult to have a, de- a department minister who's looking after children and trying to look after integration as well. I think that's something that's been asked for and it's something that I think I would support. These are massive portfolios. The amount of spending that's going into the Department of Housing, into the Department of Integration at the moment is a very large figure and it's very, very difficult for uh, one minister and, and ministers of state to try and support the full programme of work that has to be done there as well as try and see about integration because it's not just enough to bring these people in we want to integrate them as well that means they have to get access to services to schooling to medicine all of the above and that is very very difficult that's what's proving challenging and that's a large part of the reason uh, Colin that people are reacting to the numbers coming in Louisa I I see you nodding along there would you break up that department well, I think it's pretty obvious that uh, Minister O'Gorman has been left to deal with a lot of this uh, on his own. And, you know, perhaps it is his job to come up with a plan. Um, you know, maybe if it is, other people in cabinet could perhaps help him because he doesn't have a plan. The government don't have a plan. And I think without a plan, we also need to, to be cognizant of the fact that the uh, temporary protection arrangements end in a year's time. So we, there should be some forward planning from the government as to how that's going to happen. Right. But if they can't plan for the next 10 minutes, they're not going to be able to plan for right. the next I, 10 months. Uh, or Louise months. O'Reilly has made that point uh, a few times, Pauline yes, O'Reilly, about the, the absence of but, a plan. Look, how do you want to respond to that? Uh, well, I'll, what I will say is, I mean, this minister has reduced the cost of childcare by 25% already and by 50% next year. So like the idea that um, the department is not performing is is just bizarre, quite frankly. When on, on, actually, on, on, on the so, specific so issue you of, might, of a you plan. You might say there's a lot of work there, but actually this minister seems to be doing more than, than um, a, a huge amount of people. And in relation to a plan, like this is a plan and it's, the, but long term, what we're doing in relation to housing, building up the housing stock, and we built more houses this year as a government than ever has been done previously. All of that is actually the plan around a, housing. And, the, and it's a general plan around housing that we're talking about, not a specific um, you know, per, um, plan for Ukraine, other than the fact that, of course, we're doing the 90 days, of course, we're giving um, child benefit. Of course, we're giving medical cards. Of course, we're giving social welfare. We're allowing people to get up on their feet. And, um, but, and but, we've, we've accommodated, we've accommodated 75,000 people. I don't know how anybody could argue that providing accommodation in very difficult circumstances from decades of underinvestment in housing, providing accommodation for 75,000 people is a hugely um, significant thing that has been achieved. All right, but on on the point of planning, I suppose if the government entered into the the offering that's currently there and planning for two hundred thousand people arriving with no end of the war in sight, doesn't it suggest that the government didn't plan for the eventuality of the lesser number of people that have arrived to the point that you now have to cut those benefits? It's not just about, it, like, the, the, the reality of the 90 days is about bringing us into line with other countries. And, and you, you can't um, guess, I suppose, of what other countries are going to do. I think it's the right thing to do. Um, would we love in the morning to have, you know, ultimately um, every house that we ever wanted built, built? Of course we would. Um, but this, this is actually dealing with reality. And, and, you know, many politicians don't have to deal with reality. They can just hurl from the ditch. We are dealing with reality. And I think that under difficult circumstances, with a okay, war that right. has gone on for much longer than a lot of people had imagined, the government is 
taking um, practical steps and those are what okay. these are I, practical I, I, I steps. I want to move on to another international issue in 